Welcome to Nerd Talk, the podcast that talks about everything nerdy. I'm your host, Jordan Halstead, and each week, me and my friends will be discussing some of our favorite topics. We're talking superheroes, Star Wars, Pokemon, Harry Potter, and that's just to name a few. You don't want to miss out on this because this is Nerd Talk. Welcome to Nerd Talk. I'm your host, Jordan Halstead, and today we're going to be talking about one of our favorite series, The Dark Knight Trilogy. This is an amazing set of films uh, by critically acclaimed director Christopher Nolan. It is an amazing series, and today I have my friends Will and Micah here with me. So we're going to go ahead and dive right into it. Guys, thank you so much for being a part of this with me today. So I'm going to go ahead and just hop right into this. Director Chris Nolan brought uh, a sense of realism to the big screen. This is just something that, I mean, this wasn't like the normal Batman films from the 80s and 90s. Um, very, very different. Uh, very real. It had some terrorism in there. It just, it brought things to where it wasn't just on a comic book page and brought to life and like the bam pows and all that. Um, so with that, what were your feelings on the series? Micah, I'll, I'll, we'll start with you because you were really excited about this one. Yeah, so um, I really enjoyed um, having a conversation before we started recording that I... Um, give Jordan a hard time about DC, but I really like Batman. Batman Batman's my favorite um, DC character. And I remember just being a kid watching the Keaton uh, Batman movies in the eighties. And then even in the nineties with Val Comer and George Clooney. But for uh, my sweet spot, as far as Batman is concerned, um, I really enjoyed the dark Knight trilogy. Um, I think, like I said, in the DC world, Batman is my favorite character. Um, I watched all those films growing up, but for me, it was just something about the Dark Knight trilogy with Christopher Nolan that just really drew me to Batman as a, as a, a superhero. And it was exactly what it's called. It was dark. And so I think that they really um, excelled with the mission of that. Those specific movies, they were different than the other ones. They didn't have the comic book element, um, so to speak. Like you said, Jordan, they had um, some real life, uh, I don't know, real life journeys like it really absolutely they, were, they really uh, were intentional about their um, the scripting and the story they told yeah it and didn't so feel for, like it was your normal comic book movie right and they I, I just remember being in college in 2005 my first year of, uh, undergrad and just seeing batman begins and i was like man this is different this is so much different than what we were used to with the comic book stuff and so you know everything from him going overseas to to learn about what that look like to becoming his own and figuring out um you know what would eventually become and you know become batman and so yeah I, I loved it i loved all three of them um but yeah that's just how i felt about the the dark knight trilogy absolutely that's awesome what about you will uh well i think i was i think since we all got like a different like age we're different like generations sort of just to a degree uh, i mean some of us are closer in age than others but um I was like a teenager. Uh, I I don't know. I, I saw that title Batman Begins, and I was in that rebellious stage where I hated everything. I was like, that looks fucking stupid or whatever. But then <laughs> they had this uh, pre no, for the finale of Smallville season four. Uh, it was like an extended episode, but on top of that, they also had a special preview for Batman Begins. And then I saw like the sword fighting with Liam Neeson. And I'm like, all right, I, I'm I'm kind of sold based on this. Uh, I. I don't know what happened, why I didn't get to see it for whatever reason. I didn't see it in theaters, but uh, when it came on DVD, I didn't have much of a social life because my little brothers, I watched that. I was like, I, I, I have to, if this series continues to go, I need to see them all in theaters. And then like, of course, Dark Knight, like the hype for that came up and like with even just the Joker's menacing things before we even saw just a second of him in the opening scene, just his talking about why he's so serious and, who is the Batman? Like, just like, was like, Oh, what's going on? I saw that literally every day opening weekend. And then dark Knight rises came out. And I mean, there was some tragedy with Heath Ledger and then also uh, those Aurora shootings. But I was like, oh, I, I've got to see it. I got to see how this trilogy ends. And there was also rumors since the Avengers had just 
come out like is there a chance there could be like little easter eggs i mean christopher nolan doesn't seem like doesn't seem like the type to kind of do that but there was just so many rumblings around that time and comic book movies were like at their peak uh i love every moment of it like i mean i know sometimes uh rises and some of these movies have silly moments but like these things like feel like they could take place in our real world uh i mean to a degree and uh i mean they even draw even though like we say they're not the traditional comic book movies like there's definitely some year one no man's land long halloween like just like ba- ba- baby's first batman stories in these in this trilogy absolutely so i think well, there's a sense of realism yeah yeah it, it yeah. i think that they uh, you know, I, we, we've kind of talked about this before, Will. Uh, the the DC animated movies, they do really well with bringing those stories in and, and going through. But when you look at the Dark Knight series, they're so real. And, and like, people believe, like, like, okay, so not to make light of the Aurora shooting, but when that movie came out, the guy came in and, like, was wearing one of the Joker masks. And people were like, oh, like, he's dressing up for the movie. And then it happened. And it was it was real, um, and and this is this is uh, my little my little takeaway. Um, the guy who died from Ohio, I know his mom really well. Um, she went to the same churches where I was at at Westing and Church of God, um, and so we we spent some time together and just talking about it. And I remember talking through some of this. And we were out there for uh, International Youth Convention, a, a Church of God big convention for the whole country to come together, kind of thing. Uh, I mean, there were people from California. Uh, New York, all, all these different places across the U.S., and they were all showing up for this, and we were there maybe a week or two before the shooting happened, and I was like, I know exactly where that's at, uh, and now that my brother's out there, he, uh, it, it, it's it's cool to kind of see some of that, but I also know that it was, it was terrifying for a lot of people, and I remember waking up that next morning and just sitting there, I'm like, someone used this great masterpiece of a series to hurt people, um, which, which hurt my heart, uh, but, but you look at those, they are very real. There's a lot of, a lot of realism to them, but like you said, they've also got like the long Halloween. You could definitely feel some of that in there. You saw some of those, those, those Easter eggs that are in there for true comic book nerds who are like, "Hey, I've read that book. I know where they pulled this scene from." Um, and I think that's that was done really well, and that that Nolan just especially the scene at the end of Dark Knight Rises. Some days you just don't know how to get rid of a bomb. Yeah, I know. I thought I honestly thought about that after watching the the uh, the the Adam West movie. I can't, I can't take all that credit for that joke. Uh, Kevin Smith made that, and I'm like, huh? That, MF is right. That's Sorry. fantastic. Uh, yeah, I just right. I love it. There, there's the the subtle nods, but it still felt real. Um. So with that, out of these three movies, between Begins, Dark Knight, and Dark Knight Rises. Which of them was your guys' favorite? And uh, I'm going to go ahead and start with Will. Putting me on blast with that. Uh, I know, right? It's so hard to choose. I mean, I feel like I have to pick uh, the one that I saw three times in theaters. I mean, I love the others, and I I could... It's Dark Knight. Like, I feel like... Can can we all agree on that, or do we have differing opinions on that? I don't think that we're going to argue that one. Okay, I, I, like it's a per, it's a good crime movie. It's a good Joker origin story. Uh, I'm going to Harvey Dent. Like, I'm going to pause you real fast. Deep. I love that you were like, because I saw it three times. I'm like thinking back to our origin episode uh, that started this whole thing. I talked about seeing the Avengers 12 times in the movie theater. <laughs> like You're like, I saw it three times. And I'm like, oh, I went and saw Avengers 12 times. <laughs> You know, some guy who like has the record for seeing Endgame the most times. Yeah, and, like, he's in the Guinness Book of World Records. It's ridiculous. Like, I, I like. I wish I had that amount of free time. Like, I would see it every day. But like, I mean, oh god. It was it was uh, good, but, but yeah. yeah. So so Harvey Dent, you had the Joker, you had all of these guys in there. And so. then just even how they suddenly got past the Rachel Doss like casting Lord Xenu nonsense with Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes. Uh but I mean Megan Gyllenhaal with what with with what they give her like she acts the hell out of it like like you I almost like wish they could digitally like put her back in to Batman Begins. But I I can see that. Yeah. So so what about you Micah? I mean clearly we all like The Dark Knight. But what what drew you to that one specifically? Yeah, so kind of like Will said, and and I don't know how many times I saw it in theaters, but I think of 
you know, my entire life um, seeing movies in theaters, uh, I think I saw The Dark Knight more than any movie ever. Um, when I came home from college that summer, uh, a friend of mine named Mark, we we literally went and saw it every week until they stopped showing it in theaters. That's and awesome. So, like, it was just one of those things. I was just drawn to it. I was just so amazed by the fact that um, Heath Ledger did such a fantastic job as the Joker. Um, I mean, I saw all three of them in the theater, and like, ironically, like, if I wouldn't say The Dark Knight, I would, I would say Batman Begins, and then The Dark Knight Rises. But like, um, yeah, there was just something so special about Heath Ledger's performance as yeah. the Joker. Like, there was Ab- just it was absolutely like. I loved uh, all due respect to Jack Nicholson and, and Batman, the eighties Batman. Yeah. Um, he did a fantastic job, but this was a different version. Very, very different it. Joker. Very um, dark, very sadistic, very like, I, I'll even put it up against Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Like I thought he, like that was why I struggled so far, so much with watching the Joker film of, of last year. I think it was 2019 was that, um, that, Heath Ledger just could not be matched. Like he did such a good job. He became the Joker. I'll be Here honest. Is. I don't know that we will ever see in our lifetime. I will. We. I'll, I would. I would be willing to put money on this. We will never see another Joker done as well as Heath Ledger's. Yep. And it, it, it was so sad to, that you know his life was cut short. And, yeah. Um, you know he may or may not have been able to be in the third one, and we'll never know. But it's just such a masterful you know, job acting, uh, portraying a character. It was just, it, like you said, it just won't ever be topped. Absolutely. That's a, that's, that's one of those things that you just, you look at and you're like, kind of like Iron Man. When you look at the Marvel side, Tony Stark is Iron Man. Heath Ledger is the Joker. There is no doubt whatsoever. That is absolutely, I mean, I, I know a lot of people give a lot of crap towards Jared Leto, but it's because we are competing against Heath Ledger as the Joker. Like, I don't care what anybody says. I don't think Jared Leto stood a chance from day one from being cast because his whole thing comes down to, well, you're up against Heath Ledger, the the most recent of the Jokers. It's just you're not even close. Well, and I watched a uh, a couple of months ago. I was watching a YouTube video, like some bonus content of The Dark Knight. And Christopher Nolan was, he said those exact words that he became the Joker. And yeah. he, like, everything from, like, costume selection and the face paint and the way they painted it and, like, how did he paint and how it was different and his hair was different and all this stuff. Like, the details that went into that was just, was incredible. And so, like, it will be never, it'll never be matched again. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I agree with both of you guys. I think the Dark Knight was absolutely the best. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind. I love origin stories. I think Batman Begins started it off right. Um, I think that sometimes when you get to a great series, it, it just it's hit and miss with their origin. And sometimes, like like when we talked about Star Wars, uh, when we when you look at Star Wars, okay, Star Wars is great, but what about like? Does it still stand up? Yes, it stands up, but why does it stand up? A New Hope, I think, could stand alone as a good film by itself, but I think it gets even better because you have, right after it, one of the greatest movies of all time, Empire Strikes Back. Uh, where you have, I, Yeah, I, I can't even say, like, one of... No, it is the greatest movie of all time. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, when you When you look at this series, if you compare it to how Star Wars is, like... Batman Begins and New Hope, really good movies, great solid starts, but were followed with even better. And it just continued to build there. And then I would say the third movie was maybe the weakest link out of the three, but still wasn't bad. It just it was the weaker oh, yeah, of it was them. A great movie. It just wasn't my favorite. Yeah. I think I think honestly, the 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 three films as a whole were some of the best storytelling Batman's had yet. Um, which is gonna lead me into this next question. What were your guys' thoughts on the Tumblr? Because Batman always rode around in this sweet car, and then we get a tank. So what were your guys' thoughts on that one? Well, do you want to go? or I'll, I'll go, yeah. That's what I was doing with uh, 
visual joke, since nobody can see on the podcast, I was pointing like, who wants to take it first? I, I mean, with the realistic take and with Wayne Enterprises having like an R&D division, I mean, yeah, the old cartoon and Tim Burton versions of the Batmobile looked cool and all that, but like when R&D department really develop that would that really be tactical i mean it would have, i mean i granted it's not that, that tactical in the city uh but bruce finds a way to fly on roofs with it and, and then it also has the escape bat pod and then we see later on the, down the road that um if fallen into the wrong hands an army could take over the city with those bad boys so i mean it it is effective and just even its intro into the dark knight uh with like how he can just autopilot it and has like the interrogation mode and all that stuff. It's it's a pretty cool Batmobile. I loved I loved the Bat cycle that pops out in Dark Knight. I I was not expecting Bat-Pod. it to play. Yeah, the Bat Pod. I did not expect it to to shoot out that way. And then like that was kind of his thing for the rest of the movie. Like, hey, we got rid of the tumbler, but we didn't actually get rid of the tumbler. I was like, oh, that's that's pretty sweet. Well, I like. I mean, it kind of. I, I didn't mind it. I thought it was cool. I thought it was something different. I thought it was neat. Um, he, to what you were saying, Jordan, with the the bike popping out, like I think that a lot of people crapped on it because it was so different. And then I think there was a little bit of humor in the fact that, oh, we're going to do something else and we're going to have this bike pop out of it. And then, you know, even in the third one, they had the, the bat the thing. That yeah, flew? the bat that flew. Yeah, the bat. Yep. And the other thing that I thought was, you know, interesting that like, yes. Uh, and so in Batman Begins, when, um, Batman rescues Rachel and she's been inoculated. And so she's like tripping and it's like, she's in the, in the tumbler with him and she's like spazzing out and having a panic attack because, and he screams at her, Rachel. And like, he just, <laughs> you remember that part where he's like yeah. taking her back to Rachel. Like part of the reason she's freaking out is because she's like in this tank and she has like no idea where she's at or what she's doing. But like, it's something that it's just kind of a, an interesting um, way to look at it because it's not your traditional Batmobile. It's absolutely a, a, and i know i know on the bad pot too i was watching i was so obsessed with it when i got the dvd i was watching all the behind the scenes just like they actually made that freaking pot and it was like hard as hell for them part of my language there uh to um really move that thing and just seeing how that thing moves in that that world i'm just like jesus like it is that, that thing's uh, in a way it's a little mini tank it's it's, it's a tank man oh absolutely black and i was sold yeah yeah I think I think what was cool is like when you look at it, the tank alone, like that was not even traditional to Batman. Um, I think as close as you can get is when you get to uh, re- is it Return of the Dark Knight? Is is that the series? Uh, Will you might be able to tell me. Dark Knight Returns. Dark Knight Returns. Okay, so I know that like he drove a, a like a literal tank in some of that. So I think there was a little bit of nod there, but I mean the tumbler just. It was done very well, and I feel like if you're going to take a war uh, on against crime and, and take the war in Gotham City on your own, like, yeah, a uh, a, bat, a Batmobile is not going to necessarily cut it the same way that the Tumblr would. Um, and I think the Tumblr was just, it was well designed. I love how even today, in 2021, stuff from 2006 still makes it into pop culture, because uh, there's a game called Rocket League. I don't know if you guys play it or not. But Rocket League, you can buy the Tumblr as a skin pack for your car. So, like, you can drive around as the Tumblr. I'm like, I always play as the Tumblr. Um, but I, just, I love how, like, people, like like Micah said, some people crapped on it. I think some people didn't like how it was, but it still is, I mean, it's an iconic vehicle now. Um, people recognize that one as, oh, hey, that's the Tumblr. So, I, I love it. Um, so, uh, going back to Villains... Um, we kind of started talking about it, but I wanted to kind of hop into the the Tumblr because I'm just like I love the Tumblr. Uh, for villains, who was your favorite villain in the series? And if you could have added any villain, who would you have added, and who would have you had that play that villain? So, so we're going to talk about villains now. We're going to move over into this area. So, who was your favorite villain that was in the series? And then, if you could add a villain, which villain and who would play them? And uh, let's go ahead and have Micah go ahead and start. Uh, I, I think we kind of touched on it, but Heath Ledger, <laughs> hands <laughs> down, Joker. Um, he did such a great job, and I don't think it'll ever be touched. Um, my brother and I, when um, we found out that they were going to be making a third film of the 
the trilogy, they there were there was talks of um, I don't know if talks or rumors or anything, but that um, Johnny Depp would play the Riddler, and I thought that that would just be fantastic because he was doing um, you know pirates. He was such a great crazy you know Jack Sparrow, and then there were some other films that he um, was in that were he was just super creepy and just it was just. It was right up Johnny Depp's alley, right? Like well, the whole... I think at that same time frame, didn't he do like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? And he was he was so. uh, yeah, it was... he was Willy Wonka. Definitely yeah. like that off kilter kind of feel. I feel like he could have nailed that one. Yeah, and so I, I would have loved to see him as a Riddler. Um, and we kind of talked about this before we started um, recording, but you know what would have happened with the third movie if Heath Ledger hadn't passed away tragically, like. Would he have been the Joker? Would there have been, you know, would he have been locked up in, you know, Arkham Asylum and then boom, he got out and, you know, all these things, like all these possibilities. And, you know, I, I'm just so sad that he passed away because I don't, in my opinion, I don't think Bane would have happened in The Dark Knight Rises. I think that they would have just continued with the story of the Joker and kind of just concluded it that way. I don't know. I don't know if it would have ended at the third movie had had Ledger not passed, yeah. to be honest. I think they could have they probably would have stretched it out to a further series. I think Nolan would have stayed. I think Bale would have stayed. I think the whole cast would have stayed. I don't know. They 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 teased the whole Robin thing, so and Christian uh, Bale said if there was ever a Robin that he wouldn't do it. So <laughs> But would we have had that issue had Right. That was nicely done though too. Yeah. We've and, and with all due respect, we haven't talked about that and I don't know that we will, but like they I think they did a good job. That was just a subtle all right, here's here's Robin, and you know, we're gonna do this, but we're not gonna have him be in in the movies, but in the movies. But I thought they did a great job with that as well. They gave just the perfect amount, kind of as we we talked in other podcasts. They sprinkle it in just nice enough that it, it appeases the fans and it doesn't overdo it. I I agree with you there. It was a very it was a very Nolan way of him doing it too. Going like, oh, that that's the very last name. You should go by it. And, yeah. and you're like, what's the name? And then you see Robin, and it's just like, oh. He's Robin Sparkles, actually. <laughs> uh, uh, so what about you, Will? All right. Uh, I, f- I feel like the easy answer is Ledger, but I'm going to go different because uh, I know that's the easy answer. I could, we could talk about it, and I could just echo that. I, I, so I'm just going different to be a contrarian, but also because I think this choice is valid. But I think Liam Neeson as Raish or Ra's Ra's al Ghul, however you want to say it. Uh, Dang it, I was going to say that. Really, really. So yeah, okay, so well, I think I think that that he he did it great. He did amazing, and like, I mean, yeah, you're gonna go Liam Neeson. He's like the man. Like he's he trained Obi Wan Kenobi, and like he just, I mean, looking with what they did with him in that movie in his presence throughout the trilogy. I don't know if I mean we were just talking about if they were gonna continue the series. I think. If they were just going to keep it a trilogy, like keeping it like like he was saying, like getting rid of all the crime in Gotham, like Bruce wanted to prove him wrong in both Batman Begins and The Dark Knight that I could end all of this. And they did with that dent act. But then, oh, psych, no, you didn't, because there is another there is another Al Ghul uh, and Talia and spoiler alert if you haven't seen that. But Jordan covered that off the top. Uh, Talia and Bane fulfilling his mission still to destroy Gotham, which which is what he wanted to do from the beginning of the series, because it was just a wretched hide of scum and villainy there. Um, but yeah, I just think his presence is echoed throughout and kind of sets like the groundwork for Bruce's eventual rising and fall throughout the whole series. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that, um, you know, Liam Neeson that is an actor above all actors. Like he, he's in that top tier class. When, when I found out that he was going to be this character, I was like, I mean, that was 2006. So I was fifth or sixth grade when it came out a lot younger. And, and I I looked at it and I was like, okay, cool. Batman versus Liam Neeson. It's Qui-Gon Jinn. Like that's how I know him. Um, And now uh, in 2021, as a 26 year old, I understand that he is way bigger than just Qui-Gon Jinn um, and and Ra's al Ghul. Uh, But like when you, when you partner and you say, okay, if I was going to look at Ra's al Ghul from Batman Begins or Ra's al Ghul from uh, Arrow, I would take Liam Neeson all day. And I know that they were, they were actually talking at one point of seeing if 
like he, Liam Neeson said, if CW called me, I would go in and be Rachel Ghoul again. Like I loved playing that character. Like there was an interview that I read about it, and I was like, oh come on, come on, please bring him back. Like that would just just to interconnect the universe. That would be awesome. I don't, I don't think the CW like. Air, that Arrow season would have been significantly shorter and maybe would have saved it, <laughs> but that's a story for another time. Yeah, and, and and we'll get to Arrow a little bit later in a future podcast, uh, but I just, I think that he just, he personified it very well, and I think that in reality, I loved how they wrote him, because in the comics, he's the demon's head. He comes in, he does his thing, he dies, and then they turn around, throw him in a Lazarus pit, and they didn't even touch the Lazarus pit. I think that was one of those cool moments, like how we were talking earlier. Uh, and Mike kept saying, you know, it's a realistic thing. Um, you didn't have to bring in the Lazarus pit. And like you said, you brought Talia al Ghul in later on, uh, which I think would have been really cool if you would have, like, found out that she was pregnant or something like that and, like, delivers Damien. But I also know, like... Well, that's what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. I, I After I started, like, reading comics and getting into it, I was like... Okay, time out. Wait, is Damien going to show up? Because that'd be kind of cool. Uh, and it, it's all, you know, said and done because that universe is kind of locked in and, and done how it is. But I think if I was going to add a villain, you know, I want to say Riddler because Riddler is one of my favorites. But I think Deathstroke would have been an amazing addition because Batman versus Deathstroke is just very iconic. It's one of those like, yeah, he's a Green Arrow villain, but he's also a Justice League villain and a Batman villain. He's kind of. He, he he's well-rounded. He he faces off against a lot of people, and I think Deathstroke, as a mercenary or even Deadshot and Deathstroke, like those guys coming in, um, and I I don't know who I would have chosen. I I like uh the new Justice League stuff where they cast Joe Manganiello uh to play uh Deathstroke, but I don't know if I would have chosen him. Uh, for that time frame, we're looking at late two thousands, early twenty tens. I honestly don't know who I would have chosen at that moment, um, but I definitely think that uh, that Deathstroke would probably, have been an amazing villain against Batman. Could have probably got probably could have caught Ray Park, who played Darth Maul. Yeah, and, and Snake Eyes, suit actor for for Snake Eyes, the original. Snake Eyes coming soon to a theater near you. Yeah. Uh, I, I forgot to uh, I forgot that second part of the question because I was so in the zone yeah. About so Disney, so if you like, were gonna add a villain, uh, who would you want to add yeah. into this series? gonna piggyback and say riddler but i'm gonna go leonardo dicaprio because of inception right around there Uh, i think he could have brought something some more gravitas or just brought more to it and like actually like mentally broke bruce like he tends to do like in zero year war of jokes and riddles so then if Ledger did survive they would have oh zero year is so good (laughs) um i I told you i got to meet scott snyder right no that's cool yes very cool sidebar though uh we'll talk about that another time but i just think that would have been cool and then also just spitball and an in, in alternate take of or an elseworlds tale of dark knight rises maybe bruce has to team up with the joker to crack some of these riddles or get out of some of these traps or an uneasy alliance where they kind of like play off like that that relationship a lot but that, that that's just where I would go with it, Leonardo DiCaprio, but not being zany, just kind of, we're taking everything seriously, like Ra's al Ghul, Bane, Joker, let's have another serious Riddler in there too. So I'm, I'm going to actually, I'm going to go down that piggy, or I'm going to piggyback off of your piggyback. Um, if I was going to add the Riddler into there, I would go completely old school comedy, and I would have gone Robin Williams. There was a time where Robin Williams went for the Riddler role. He was actually in talks. He made it down to the last two from what I'd heard. And then Jim Carrey got it for the original Batman series. And what I had heard was that had he not died uh, in 2014 by the 2016's uh, Batman versus Superman, he was supposed to make an appearance potentially uh, in the series as Riddler, as an old Riddler. Since they've got like older characters, and I think that if I'm you so would, I know that's another like one of those gems that I'm just like, Ugh. like, oh, I, hey Bruce, how's it going, baby? <laughs> hey, shake my head. Huh? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> this to this day, I won't watch a Robin Williams movie because I was so sad about him dying. 
I I honestly t- uh, okay, so that was 2014. It, it was yeah, late. That's completely out of the, what we're talking about. It was late 2014 yeah. when he when he passed, and I, I I cried. Um, and when I found out about the potential like of him showing up. And then someone had made the comment, well, he, they could still technically use him if his likeness is allowed to be in the film because I guess his daughter owns the rights to like his Aladdin stuff and all this. And they said that there was a chance that he could show it, show up as like like they would digitally edit so it looked like he was the Riddler being thrown into the back of a cop car in like newspapers and things like that that would hang up in the bat cave and stuff. And I was like, oh, like that would have been the perfect like Riddler was here but isn't here. But I, I, think, I think that Riddler... Is such a unique character. I, I I dress up as the Riddler when I go to comic cons and stuff. Um, I think he is is kooky and I and like you said in Zero Year Alone when he breaks the bat and holds Gotham hostage and then the hurricane comes and and all these things are going on. I think that he could have played that. I think they could have played that one a lot better than they played Bane. Um, I don't think that Bane was a problem. I just think that that you could have done a more realistic Riddler. And held the whole place captive versus uh, versus Bane. Well, of course not. But that is part of the plan, Jordan. Bane <laughs> was always in the plan. I feel like we're just gonna keep going on this uh, Joker Riddler ten- tangent. But I just it would be even cool in the DC universe now because uh, John Glover still got a good relationship with him, being in Shazam and doing some other animated voice roles. Since he was the animated voice role in the Bruce Tim cartoon. I could see him being older Riddler too. Jonathan Glover, he also played Lionel Luther in Smallville. He is like so iconic, and I mean, I don't know how many more years we got left with him. He could have been so he could he could still be cool if they could get him, even well, if it was just a minor role. I think at this point, it would be one of those situations that you're going to have to completely re redo the DC movies because, as Micah has always uh, said or to me, the multiverse. You're, there's just too much going on, but I just. I think I think the Riddler is just someone that you could have added in. Um, I will say this: uh, I was not a fan of how they wrote Catwoman into this into the movie. Um, I like Catwoman as a character, comic book wise, but I did not like Anne Hathaway's take on her, um, and I think it was a poor written choice for to add her in um, because I think they should have brought if they were going to bring Catwoman, I think they should have brought her in by the Dark Knight, um, even if it was just like like just laying the foundation for the third movie because i feel like she was there and her her costume was awful the glass or the goggles that the goggles that turn into the ears i hated that hey realistic take man Uh, goggles do that well they kind of did that in the dark night um when lucius was like uh when he was talking about does it protect against dogs does the suit protect against dogs he's like Talks about being cats or uh, about cats. Do you remember that? Um, I don't remember because because he, he's like I need like, it to be where I can move a little bit more. And he's like, well, it's not going to protect you against like dogs as easy. You want to move your neck? Yeah, but he talks about uh, something about cats too, and like there's just a little bit of like, oh, cat wound maybe coming or yeah. I didn't I didn't catch that. I'm now going to have yeah. to go back. And I'll thanks guys. Now I'll so, be so rewatching that again tonight. <laughs> Yeah, we got rewatch. Well, I, I planned on rewatching a little bit of one of them before we started, but that didn't happen. But. I watched. Uh, I I threw the the Dark Knight on today while I was working. Nice, and, nice. But like, um, I didn't mind Anne Hathaway's character. I don't think Nor that did she, I. I don't think that she the, played the her thing, problem. I think that the problem was that she just was written. The character was written poorly. Does that make sense? Yes. Like I think yeah, I think the casting choice was great. Yeah. I just didn't care for the, the, the writing on her. Well, I think my issue, if, if I have one about the whole Anne Hathaway thing, would be the fact that she, the very first time I watched The Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, I was like, is she a good guy? Is she a bad guy? Is she going to be a bad guy? But is she going to be a good guy? Like, and there was a little bit of like, okay, even after she you know, decides that she's not going to be, you know, you know, I guess bad, evil, whatever. There was still like, okay, is she is she really gonna do that? Like, there was no like definitive answer on her. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah. And so there was no like re- like there was that resolution at the end of the Dark Knight Rises where she's sitting with Bruce at a at a bar in you know Europe, but like, is she a good guy or not? Like, <laughs> you just yeah, don't you still you still have they no idea at the end. Because with Bang, you know he was dead. I mean, <laughs> the, the story's over, right? But with her, it was like, is she? 
gonna do this? Is she not gonna do this? Is she gonna be good? Is she gonna be bad? Do that, like, because even recently they tried to get them married in the comics, and she ended up uh... ditching him because she wanted him to be the best Batman he could be, and if he was happy. She didn't think that could happen, but that's again off topic. We could talk about Batman. All day, I read that comic I, and that ticks me off. I hate. I hated the fact that yes. she ditched because they they had the well, the, even, the double date with Superman and the. Too. I'm just going like, what? How, so did this not happen? Is it like uh, Robin and How I Met Your Mother, where she's talking to the fake kids and all that? Like, what? Is, how did this happen? The the whole thing was <laughs> just yeah. So uh, poorly, but they I think they're trying to get him back. So just like other. Go ahead. So we're going to go ahead and move into uh, some of the other casting choices. Who was your favorite cast member uh, that was in there that maybe surprised you with how they they handled their character? Maybe, I mean, just anything in there. I mean, we've got so many great big names that were a part of this series. Uh, What what were your guys' thoughts on some of these guys? Uh, I mean, it could be Alfred Lucius, uh, Commissioner Gordon. Maybe it was Bruce. I mean, anybody... Who was your favorite of your ca- of the cast that you liked, like their character and their portrayal of that character? And we'll go ahead and start with Will. I'm just looking at the list. and I'm just thinking in my head, like, I mean, it's like picking Pokemon over here. It's like a life <laughs> ultimate choice over here. I mean, I'll I'll let somebody else pick Gordon because Gordon is iconic. Or there, I can't I can't not <sighs> see. Uh, I, I'll just I'll just leave one note about Gordon, then I'll go to my actual choice. I just can't not see Gary Oldman as not Commissioner Gordon. I mean, I'll see him as Sirius Black and other things. I'm like, that's Commissioner Gordon. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm I'm stuck seeing him like that. But I'm going Lucius Fox. Lucius Fox gets so shafted in any, and not in any, but like in a lot of Batman projects. Like, they have him yeah. in the animated series, and then of course they get iconic Morgan Freeman with, with a little sass, but also just trying to be helpful to Bruce Wayne and kind of give him like a little bit of intel and r&d and stuff of that his father did back in the past at least in batman begins then just going like oh with the cat line or just showing it just the tech side of things we, we don't we, we see that in spy movies like with q and 007 but we don't see that as often but we just we see like maybe alfred's working on everything but like alfred can't have all can't bounce at all like that dude's gonna need to rest eventually like yeah. He has going to keep the secret and help him with like other stuff. I mean, he did work for MI6 in the comics and all that, but I mean, come come on, like Alfred can't do it all. Like he needs help with like Leslie Tompkins, Lucius Fox. We need he needs a supporting cast, and Morgan Freeman was right there with him. I mean, even in Dark Knight Rises when he's finally getting out of his slump or whatever, they're all trying to hook him up with uh, Marianne Cotillard, going like, "Oh, she is a lovely lady there, Mister Wayne." That's my terrible uh, Morgan Freeman for all of you. But yeah, that, those are my thoughts on. Uh, the best casting in there. What about you, Micah? I mean, you can't go wrong with Morgan Freeman, but I think I'm going to pick uh, Michael Caine as Alfred. I think, yeah, I think just because, I mean, I loved the Alfred in like the eighties uh, and the nineties Batman's. I think it was the same one through all four of those. I think, and I think you're right. And Batman and Robin, um, you know, he wasn't like not in real life, but he, he was, you know, that was part of his, his character dealing with Mr. Freeze and whatnot. Um, by the way, that would have been a cool another villain that we didn't really talk about was Mr. Freeze. Yeah. Um, I don't know how they would have done that with the dark Knight version. Um, but definitely Michael Caine. I thought there was a little bit of, uh, I love Michael Caine's acting, which was kind of ironic because at the same time he was doing, um, Austin powers, <laughs> which is funny. If you think about the contrast of those two different movies and those two different styles and stories, um, just his relationship with Bruce and how they told, they told that story and how, you know, Bruce's parents, you know, were, were killed obviously. And he raised him and like, he raised him from a small child. And then just that relationship, that bond, even through the dark Knight rises when Bruce is going, like, um, will said through that slump, he just, he turns him away and then he finally gets it. And it's cool to see the redemption at the end of that. But I, I really like Michael Caine as Alfred. Absolutely. I think, so, so I did pull him up. Uh, Michael Go was the guy from or Go, uh, he was the uh, Alfred in all four of the old Batman films. I think Michael Caine did better than him and Jeremy Irons and the new Batman stuff. I think I that, don't like the new one. I don't like the guy or whatever his name. Wait, his name's Jeremy Irons. Um, okay. I yeah. I I really like him as an actor. Um, he I believe he did Zazu in uh, the Lion King uh, live action. Um. 
or well, I guess CGI because <laughs> nothing was alive in that film. <laughs> um, I, th- I think I think Jeremy Irons did very well, and it kind of gives like a little bit younger of an Alfred, but it doesn't give that that fatherly kind of figure. And I think that Michael Caine, he played the dad figure. He played the butler well. He played the I'm your safety net. Um, what I, I took a class uh, in youth ministry one time and, and or I, I went to this seminar about ministry and they said, you want to be the hero maker. Um, and in ministry, you look at it that you are not Batman. You want to be the Alfred. And the fact that like in this ministry thing, like they used superheroes, I was like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But it really resonated with me because I look at uh, the way that they wrote Alfred and Bruce's relationship uh, it wasn't just someone who is in the Batcave here ready to stitch you up when it's done. It was, I'm here for you. I want the best for you. I don't want to to see you dead before I am. I'm way older than you. I want to see you out in Paris at a coffee shop, which he later does. Uh, and and it, it was cool to see some of that. Which um, is what happens in the, 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 the movies in the 80s and the 90s and then even now with the, the DC stuff is like, He's the guy that's in the Batcave, and he's the guy that's telling Batman what to do. And it's not that bond that you're talking about, which is what they intentionally did in the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah, I think I think that we've got, and this is what I hate about superhero stuff right now is like when you look at the CW, you have the guy in the chair, and like when you look at Spider-Man: uh, Homecoming, uh, Ned, he's he's sitting in the high school. Uh, he's like, I want to be the guy in the chair, and then like. I'm looking at porn. Yeah, the that, fact that, that he uses that like as his excuse, I wasn't happy with that. But I also understand like you, like as a high schooler trying to come up with a cover story why you're not at prom. Like that we have become so dependent on the whole a superhero can't do his own thing. And I'm like Batman kind of does. Like Alfred doesn't just hang out in the Batcave. He's got to help clean the house. He's kind of one of the only people on staff because he is the only one that knows that Batman is Bruce Wayne. Um and and it's just one of those weird things, but I just I think that Gordon was cast perfectly though. Gary Oldman as as Commissioner Gordon, I love that, and I love just the way that the dynamic is. Because um, you kind of see in Batman Begins, you see kind of the origins of uh, of Commissioner Gordon. Him having to take the war against the Joker was amazing. Yeah, go ahead, Will. Hey, and just. Every other version besides the animated one in the 90s has been absolutely useless. And this Gordon was not. Yeah. Like, oh, absolutely. That, like, it's just like, oh, Batman, uh, we put the signal up. Uh, we, we got Chase Meridian here. Uh, there's a there's a vault with boiling acid. We need you. I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm the commissioner over here. Yeah. They, they. I think that what was great about Christopher Nolan's series is each character had a part to play and it didn't feel like they were useless. If there was any character that I felt was useless was Scarecrow. <laughs> I think Scarecrow in, in the whole series, because he showed up in all three films, and I feel like he Jonathan Cain was just that was the, the weakest the of the link. One, he get, he gets, after the first one, he gets uh, second, second one, he's useless. It's just a cameo because like, Cillian Murphy and him are buddies, but like, he's put in that position by Bane to like judge everybody which i'm heard the joker would have been in that or he was going to be in jail in the alternate take of dark knight rises but in the first one like he's instrumental in uh, i, I think goes playing but the fact that they kept like they kept him going and i just felt like it was just kind of stupid like you should have just kept going <laughs> like like just let him be i think i think that you could have put any villain yeah. And Ra's al Ghul could have used them as his instrument, whether it was Mr. Freeze, Bane, Joker. You could have used anybody in there. And I think that... that uh, KGB, Steven. Yeah, the KGB. Like that. that would have been, been a cool one, had, had we gotten well, the KGB. I, I have to say that, like, what does it say? And, I, and it, part of this is probably because of Heath Ledger and what a great job he did as Joker. But I think uh, the most underrated is Aaron Eckhart as Harvey Dent. Oh, I think he did a great job I was, acting. I was about to get to that because mm-hmm. that's one of the questions that I didn't I mean, ask you yeah, guys. I, but... I was like, what does it say about Aaron Eckhart that we haven't said a word about that this entire time? But I thought that he did a good job. I want to say he this. I I think that Aaron Eckhart, he did one of the best jobs, but I think he got the short straw out of it all because he didn't. they didn't get to keep him going, which kill, it killed me. Because I was like, I think that, that Harvey Dent as Two-Face, you didn't see the full 
the full nature of Two Face. I think you could have seen so much better out of it. But I also know that they like needed the the White Knight versus the Dark Knight. Like yeah. to, to I understand the storytelling. I get it. But I'm like Aaron Eckhart. He crushed it as as Two Face. And and also we needed him to come back with Bane. Bane was going to give him the Venom. Uh, not the Venom. Uh, the uh, he's going to give him his formula so he could turn into One Face, like that happened in the New Fifty Two. So we could get all jacked with him. I didn't that know actually that happened. I didn't know that happened. It's stupid. It's so stupid. Don't look into it. I I, I don't want to. That sounds terrible. <laughs> but anyways, I I'll put I, it in the chat. I think that uh, I honestly think that when you look at some of these characters, I think that they were very well casted. Uh, everybody that they chose, I think they they did really well in the story. But I I think that out of them, the weakest link had to be Scarecrow for me personally. Um, and I think one of the strong, this, I would say the second strongest link now, th- now truly thinking about it, had they given him more screen time, it absolutely would have been two face. I think two face would have given, had him and Riddler been in the, the, the following instead of, uh, Bane, I think that would have been a way better movie personally. We also have to think about it too, in just, you know, two hours and 20 minutes or two hours and 28 minutes or whatever, how long ago the dark Knight was, they had to tell the story of Harvey Dent as Harvey Dent. And then they had to tell the story of. Two Face, and they didn't have much time to do it because obviously the Joker was just wreaking havoc on the entire movie. Yeah. Oh so. my gosh. Yeah. And, and and honestly, we could have an entire episode just talking and breaking down the Dark Knight because it's just such a phenomenal movie. Uh, but I just, man, I just, I think that that when you look at some of these, they were they were all casted very well. We had some very very good uh, actors and actresses who brought some different takes to the roles and the the writing for them was phenomenal so here's my last question if you could have changed anything casting wise storytelling wise at all what would you change and why and we'll go ahead and start with will oh you got me off guard there you saw me sitting the one face meme (laughs) 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 okay what would i change about that series is there anything that you would want to change you don't even have to is is there anything that you would want to change about the series at all uh i know (laughs) yeah let let micah change it it was kind of a joke though uh heath ledger wouldn't have died it's true. Yes, I if if we could be in in that that world where Heath Ledger didn't tragically pass, yeah, absolutely. That that the definitely. Question, but was the, the question was what what would we change if anything? Yeah, if anything. I'm kind of like with Will. I'm like, I probably would have changed the end of the Dark Knight Rises. I, I would have just changed the. You know, the whole. Uh, I'm just going to take the bomb out of the city, and I'm going to, you know, be the, you know, the, the savior that they need, even though they don't deserve it. And, but, and then like the, I wasn't a big fan of them, and I know again, like what you were saying with the storytelling and why it was written and why it was written specifically for the the movies. But I wouldn't have done the whole scene where they he was sitting there with Catwoman or whatever her name is, uh, Selena Kyle. Kyle. Um, at a at a you know at a little cafe in the middle of Europe, I, I don't think that I would have done that. Um, but again, that's just how they wrote the story. So like, I would have probably tried to change that a little bit. And then obviously, if you know Jordan, like what you said, I don't think that I've ever thought of it in the light of okay, what if Harvey Dent would have stayed alive? What if they would have casted you know Johnny Depp as the Riddler, and you know it was the Riddler and Two Face just wreaking havoc on. Um, Gotham City. Yeah, the had they done the, the joke or the War of Jokes and Riddles storyline, would that have? Oh my gosh, yeah. Well, and imagine if Heath Ledger wouldn't have died, and they would have done, you know, they like what if Joker was sitting in Arkham Asylum, like manipulating the whole thing, and then you have Two Face uh, still alive, and then you had you know Johnny Depp as a Riddler, like you had three major players as villains. Um, it would have just been a completely different story. And I mean that's that's barely even touching the surface of of rogues that that Batman even has. I mean, like we said earlier, there's still Mister Freeze. You've got the KG Beast. You could have added Deathstroke. I mean, and and Ra's al Ghul alone, like he has the Lazarus Pit, so he could have came back. You've got magic characters. You've got aliens. There's so many different things, but because they went realistic, they chose. I think they chose some of the best villains they had. Uh, but I just yeah. 
I think honestly, if we're fantasy booking here. Do what? No, I was going to say if we're sitting here fantasy booking, like if we could write the story ourselves or you know rewrite the movies, like that's some incredible storytelling that could have been told too. Or if they would have continued with on, excuse me, with the series moving forward, like if Two Face wouldn't have died and they brought the Riddler along and like they continued to make these movies, like they could have they could have very well done that and like had Christian Bale you know stay on as Batman. They could have had Christopher Nolan direct these movies. They could have you know they could have made five movies easy. Oh, easy. This this is where I think I would have made the change. I would have put it in a bigger universe. I think I would have built the universe around him, kind of like how they did with Iron Man. Um, I would have brought in. Yeah, I would have, I would have trashed all these DC movies, and like if that were the if that was the DC story, like you could have started there, and that would have been your your origin. Of had, had you started with Batman, and then you bring it, you even bring in Man of Steel. Because Man of Steel brought in a lot of realism, but it brought in the alien factors and things like that. If you would have played as the Dark Knight series is where you start and then just continued from there. Oh, man, I think I think you could have brought in the Flash well. I think you could have brought Green Lantern well. You could have brought uh, Wonder Woman. You could have – I mean, then then you can start to build out to all these other characters like Firestorm, Red Tornado, Green Arrow and the, and the Black Canary. You, I mean, Vixen. Like, there's all these – there's so many amazing DC characters, but – Warner Brothers has has hurt them by not allowing the the storytellers to truly tell the story without interfering. And I I think that that's where I would have made the change. I think we could have seen a much cooler Batman style. I like Ben Affleck as as Batman, but I think that it would have been done way way better had we built the universe around the Christopher Nolan series Batman. I think you could have brought some realism in there and then still brought in some of the other stuff because imagine that Batman having to go up against Darkseid. <laughs> like that that would have that would have completely changed the game. Um I think that that Ben Affleck's storyline, he he was willing to, to to go all out and he's like, "Oh, we're fighting aliens." Like he's not phased by that. Like for me, if aliens came down, I'd freak out a little bit. So well, it looks like the bat signals hit the sky, which means that we've run out of time, guys. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. Uh, I've loved having you guys with me on this topic, a lot of Batman talk, and we're going to be talking a lot more in the future about this. Uh, thank you, listeners, for joining us as well. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram for more information uh, about the podcast and upcoming events. We'll catch you guys here next time on Nerd Talk.